Hey everyone, today I'm gonna to talk about the number one reason why businesses fail. What does it look like to build a million dollar digital marketing agency from the ground up with no outside funding and no product to sell yet? This podcast is going to be the answer to that. I'm Chris Creed and I'm on that journey and I'm so excited to share with you all of it. The ups and downs, the successes, the failures. This is an honest look at what it takes to build and start something new. This is the Storywell Marketing Podcast. Here we go. Hey, what is up? I'm so glad to be here with you all today. Man, it has been a crazy week. <laughs> but I, I hope that it has been fulfilling for you, and I hope you got a lot done, and I hope you're excited about the weekend. Um, but if you're like most entrepreneurs, I'm sure that you will continue to be working throughout the weekend at some point. But I hope that you get some rest, because rest is important. Let me tell you, I... Uh, <laughs> I didn't get much sleep this week, but that's okay. Um, but I, I, I will say that it is, it is important for me to stay in a, uh, a clear mental state. If I don't, I start to get frazzled. I start to forget things. Um, and especially when you're, when you're working with, uh, with clients, that's not what you want, right? You want to be as clear-headed as possible. And the, the key elements for that for me are, are sleep and, and meditation and working out. And if I can get those things in rhythm, it's part of my work, you know? I've always talked about like, you know, think about like um, um, uh, Chris Hemsworth. You know, he, <laughs> part of his work is to be ripped. Like it is, it is part of that. If that goes away, then he's, you know, he's no longer Thor, right? He has to work out to be in that role. So as, as my work is in, in digital marketing and, and, and working with these and building funnels and running Facebook ad campaigns, all of those things, I, I work those muscles as well. It's part of my work to continue the education of those things. But the in order to be able to do that, to function, I have to maintain my health, which means I need to be eating well, I need to be sleeping well, I need to be working out, and I need to be clear-headed and in, in using meditation as a tool to do that. So that's also part of my work. By definition, it is part of my work to do those things, okay? So anyway, sidebar, huge sidebar. I just hope that you are getting rest and you are fueling yourself because it's important. That is the thing, especially if, if it's just you, like it is right me, in my, right now in my business. It's just me. If, I, if the body goes down, the system goes down, the, the business goes down, and I can't have that. So I have to... Um, I have to continue to push forward hard on the business side, but I also have to continue to, uh, you know, love my family and be with my family and play with my kid and, uh, hang out with my wife and give, give that, you know, be, be present with them and also need to keep working out because those things are like at the core of, of me. Right. So, and if I keep me healthy, then the business stays healthy. So anyway, huge sidebar, just a big revelation for me today to, to internalize and, uh, yeah, that's been awesome. So what we're going to talk about today, I was, I was thinking, you know, let me, let me tell you the story. First of all, I think I mentioned before on the show that I was a music major in college and in high school, you know, I was, uh, I was that band kid. I, uh, you know, I was, I was heavy in that world and it was, it was everything at the time, you know, the auditions and, and, uh, competitions and things like that. Like all of that was, 
was a big part of my world. And uh, honestly, I miss it a lot too. Just that competition factor was was really fun. And uh, you know, I remember specifically the first um, competition I did. It was for this uh, district. Uh, audition and to be a part of this all district band uh, where the, the best students in the district or musicians in the dis- district got into the band, right? And then you perform live with the best people in the district, which is pretty cool. So I remember preparing really hard for that. And there was a lot of pressure that was built up around it. You know, my, my, my teacher would say, you know, like, this is what the room's going to be like. And these are the people that are going to be in there. And here's how you need to be prepared for that. And, you know, it's going to be a blind audition. So they're not going to be able to see you, but you don't want to like, I remember specifically him saying these words, like, hold, you know, put your stand up and then turn to the side. So you're not playing directly to them. Um, and, uh, I, I remember, I remember that very clearly in my mind. So anyway, all this preparation, all this pressure, I get in, I walk into the room and then they call my name next. My hands are shaking. I have my trumpet in one hand and my music in the other hand and my hands are shaking. I'm terrified to go in this room because I don't know who's behind the wall and I don't know, you know, what, what that is, but I know what's on the line. I know that if I don't play well, I don't perform well, I don't get into the band, right? So I go in there and I start playing. I start playing towards the side, just like you said. The reason for that was that the acoustics in the room, it just made it sound more full and just better to their ears when they hear it. So anyway, I played to the side. I performed. I played well. And uh, I got out of the audition and I felt great. I felt amazing. I was like, oh my gosh, all this pressure has been leading up to this moment. And that's the end of it, right? That's the end. Oh man, it feels so good. And then an hour went by. Two hours went by. Three hours went by. And I realized there's this second wave of pressure that came, the, the pressure of waiting to hear if I was going to get chosen or not. And that was so heavy. It was so real. Um, but I knew there was nothing I could do about it. That was the craziest thing. And my mind starts spinning on all the, oh, man, I missed that note. Oh, I wish I had, wish I had embellished this part a little bit more. I wish I had worked the, the contrast of the dynamics in this part a little bit more. And all those things were going through my mind. And then they posted the list right, of who got in. And I go over to the list and I scroll and I scroll and I scroll and I don't see my name. I didn't make it. And I was crushed slightly. I was, I was, I was, uh, you know, I, I'd been, I put so much work and effort into this, but I didn't, I didn't make it in. And I remember thinking in that moment that as long as I don't stop right now, as long as I don't take this, this and, and let it be something that makes me quit, then I haven't lost. But if I do take this and, and it makes in it in this moment, this moment for me turns into the story that I do not, I do not do well, I do not perform well, I am not a great auditioner. If I turn that into my story, then I lose. And so I saw that moment as a turning point in my musical career and I and I prepared even more for the next audition and and was so solid and was so ready and I gave the audition of my life and I made the band. And it was awesome. It was a great feeling that next time around and I continued to do that into the college and got the scholarship and all that and that train continued and, and brought me to my my music degree which now is sitting in in this box here below me um, being preserved. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, you know, the point is that it taught me a lesson. It taught me that when when you hit a wall and there's there's an inflection there's a there's a there's a moment there a moment where you have to make a decision am i going to let this define me in this way or am i going to let this define me in this way and what kind of person do i want to come become on the other side of this experience and uh, honestly it was really pivotal for me and looking back that experience has been 
you know, really, really clear in my life now, whenever something like that happens, like, okay, I lost. So what does this mean for me? Am I going to let the loss part define me or the fact, the work hard part define me? Because there's two pieces in that, right? I worked hard to get to this point. I didn't win, but it doesn't mean that from here on out, I'm a loser. It means that from here on out, I continue to be the one who works hard until the win happens. Okay. So, that is the whole. That's the whole lesson that I wanted to uh, to convey you as I as I, to convey to you today. As I was thinking about that earlier this week, of like, what is this? What is this? Uh, what does this look like? What does it look like to win? And how does that happen? How do winners continue to win? And it's not because they were born winners or or because they they have uh, they've always won. No, it's because they hit moments in their lives where they lost, and instead of saying, "Okay, I'm a loser, let's stop," they pivoted and moved to the point over here where this is the the thing that defined them is not the loss; it's the hard work that led to the loss that's going to continue to say, "Here, okay, well, this is just a rung on the ladder. I'm going to keep going and going and going," and that is powerful. So I wanted to share that with you today and encourage you that if you are hitting moments in your life where a loss happens, don't let it define you and don't let that be your story. And when I also want to encourage you that with your audience that you're trying to build, with your business you're trying to build, walk them through that part. When you do hit walls, be honest, be upfront about that, be vulnerable about that because they can relate to that. Everybody can relate to a story of loss because we've all had it. Not everybody has had that big story of win yet, and maybe that's why they're following you because they see that you're on that path that they want to be on that leads to the win, but know and let them know that you know what the loss feels like, and here's how you move through it, or here's how I move through it. I think that's really powerful, and that also brings me to another point that I wanted to talk about today is that most businesses, especially small businesses, and even in local areas, they aren't doing this. They aren't communicating. They aren't being an attractive character in their local community. And I, I, I can think of a few examples here in town where that is happening, and those businesses are thriving. Those businesses are growing. Um, and that's how it is. So if you're a small business owner, even a local business owner, brick and mortar down the street, uh, you you need to build in that attractive character and make it real, make it human for people. Um, become that person that they can look to and say, whoa, hang on, they're doing something cool. I like what they're doing and I can kind of see a little bit of myself there. So it makes me want to follow. It makes me want to be a part of that story, okay? And the other thing is everybody is trying to get everybody in the doors. And that, that ties back into the attractive character thing. When you start sharing bits of your story and bits of, of, of things that uh, you want to um, share with people to get them on board, to invite them into the story you're telling, that is inherently going to shut some people off. And I think if I were to go out here to uh, uh, several local businesses, I think what, if I were to ask, who do you want to come in the store? Who do you want to come in the front door? I think the answer is going to be everybody. You know, if we get everybody in the town, that'd, that'd be great. But that's not what you want. We don't want everybody. We want the right people. And so that, not connecting the dots between how do I set my business up so that I can be the attractive character and invite people into a story, and how do I make sure that I'm saying the right things to get the right people and also detracting or, or, or releasing the wrong people from my business. Not that I'm like trying to keep people away. It's just that they're not going to be attracted to this, and that's okay. 
Does that make sense? Is that, are you following that at all? Like, I, I, w- I really want you to understand, even if you're an online business owner, especially if you're an online business owner, it is the opportunity, and I heard, I heard Stephen Larson say this the other day, it is the opportunity for you to be you louder and to be who you are and express that and tell your story because other people are going to be able to do that because you're standing up with the flag and saying, this is what I believe. Will you come, come follow me? If you believe this too, come follow me. I, I have an idea. I have a plan. Let's get there together. You know, that is, that is the attractive character part. And if you, can, if you can wrap your whole brand in around that, it's a big deal. And I know uh, even, even I've been scared of doing that myself. And uh, I've had to let that, let that fear go. And I think it's, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to pay off. So how can you this week step up and become that attractive character? Tell that story of resilience that got you through uh, whatever it was, that wall you hit, and how you, got a, how you got around it and how you got to the win and the next win and the next win and let them follow you so they can get to those as well. What can you be doing to make that happen in your business this week? Um, yeah. That's all I wanted to tell you because I, I, I'm convinced that that is the reason businesses fail, not because they didn't have the right marketing plan, not because they didn't have the right, um, the, the, the right amount of money coming in, or not because they had too much overhead. No, it's none of those things. If, if, you, have, if you have great all those things in place, fantastic, but it's still, still not going to help if you're trying to attract everybody. And... I, I really wanna. I really wanted to get that message across today. If if you are worried about failing, if you're worried about your business failing, first of all, I want you to shut that off, and and try to focus on what the story is you're telling, conveying that that story in a sales message, providing a really beautiful offer around that, and then presenting that to people in a really compelling way. Focus on those things. Stop worrying about the things that you think are going to keep you hold you back, but also focus on the story you're inviting people into and the story you're telling so that they can become, um, they, they, they can come along and follow and say, yeah, that's me. I want that too. So anyway, I just wanted to share that with you all today. I hope that you're having a fantastic week and, uh, I have loads and loads of updates for you for the business. Um, but that's going to have to wait until another episode, but, uh, everything's going well. I'm super excited and I can't wait to, to share that info with you all as well. So Uh, Until next time, guys, I'm Chris Creed. This has been the Storywell Marketing Podcast, and I'll talk to you soon.